Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Truth About Real Estate podcast. Today, we have Chris Reed from Ardor SEO, and he is based out of Saigon. Thanks so much for coming on, especially being 6 a.m. for you right now in Saigon. Thanks so much for joining us. We're glad to have you here. Man, it's always, always good to speak to speak to our American friends. <laughs> I'm I'm glad you yeah I'm, I'm I really appreciate it waking up so early and talking about your company talking about you and how you got into uh, SEO business. So can you tell us a little more about you? Yeah, sure. Well, uh, I mean, I'm based here in Saigon in Vietnam, and isn't it a great time to be al- be alive? Like, you know, you're on the other side of a big old ocean. Uh, <laughs> well, in, in yesterday, I'm already in the in the future. It's Thursday morning here. Uh, or 6 a.m., which is the best time in Saigon because it's not so hot and sweaty just yet. Uh, but man, like especially you know with this COVID fiasco that's you know shocked the world, there's no better time to be working online. Like it's so awesome to have a business that you know we get all of our customers through the internet. All of our customers work on the internet. I you know I've we have a few clients from Brisbane, Australia, my hometown. They're the only customers I've ever met, and it's in face to face, and it's really, really rare that that ever happens. Like it's such such an awesome way to do business. You know, I have the freedom to live anywhere I want in the world, which is awesome. And I choose Vietnam because it's a super cool place. We, we so, talk about that too, and you know, like why Vietnam. But you know, one thing you mentioned at first, you, you know, you talked about everything being online. And I think you know everyone can say that 2020 has a big been a, bu- a big change, and the fact that everything became faster online, the development of online industry, everything moving to online changed dramatically cro- across the world, right? So now that's actually a advantage to companies like yourself who have been focusing on online for years, building up marketing, SEO, branding, right? Yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, it's really sad to see 2020 smacking so many businesses out. Uh, you know, it's it's unfortunate to see so many people struggling, but I tell you, like, we have never had a better year. Like, we've just grown like gangbusters because anyone that's got any sense is moving online, you know, especially when there's lockdowns and stuff going on. People are still buying stuff, but they're not going to shops because they can't. They buy it, you know, online. Like, our e-commerce websites, our, our e-commerce customers, holy cow, their, like, growth rate has just gone through the roof, you know, and it's only going to get more valuable. Like, you know, 10 years ago, it was a whole lot easier to rank a website than it is today because Google wasn't as advanced as it is today. But also, the it wasn't as valuable. There wasn't as many people shopping online. There wasn't, you know, people weren't, uh, there wasn't as many people for one and people were still a little bit skeptical about putting in their credit card details. Now, everyone's so familiar with it. You know, like, we've got a customer that sells, like, fancy dog coats at, like, $5,000. I'm not sure who's spending five grand on a dog coat, but there clearly are people. People, people of all types are buying everything online. It's freaking great, and like, build investing in your website, like it's going to you know give you di- dividends year after year after year. Like with with to bring it to real estate, like I speak to realtors all the time, and so many of them are investing in Zillow. You know, they buy leads from Zillow, which it's like I can't believe it. Some of them are spending like ten grand a month with Zillow. I mean, they're clearly getting a return or they wouldn't keep doing it. But it's like Zillow does not care about you. They will sell those leads to whoever wants to give them more money. So as soon as someone else comes along with bigger pockets and wants to buy those leads at a higher price, boom, your leads are gone. And you're investing in Zillow. You're giving them that money and they're getting bigger and bigger and stronger and you're getting more and more reliant on them. If you invest that same money or even less, like don't start with 10 grand. Cut it, cut it down to seven grand that you spend on Zillow and three grand on your own website, and eventually your own website's going to generate you way more leads than Zillow ever did, and you own it, you control it. It's your business. I think the hardest part about that for agents-wise in real estate industry is like, you know, instant gratification is always really nice to do, and they think and see that hey, if I put money into Zillow, I'm going to get leads instantly. I'll try my best to convert it. Most likely, most agents don't follow up fast enough. Don't have a plan of action to, um, you know, talk to them throughout many years and to carry that relationship and build a relationship, right? So they're going for the quick um, hunting and you know, uh, just trying to grab whatever they can. Who's hot today? And that doesn't really build a long-term business. It doesn't build a scalable model. 
And I think, you know, talking about website, talking about SEO and how it relates and you're building a real brand company that you own forever and you have full control of versus just paying someone. And of course, someone can always buy you out in Zillow. So that makes sense, right? For sure. There's a, there's a book that I really recommend called uh, The Infinite Game by Simon Sinek. He's a fabulous author. And it talks about like business is not for this quarter or this year. It should be thought about for infinite. And like he uses Kodak as an example. You know, Kodak used to make so much money with, uh, with, with film, with you know, the, the old medium. And they actually invented the digital camera, but they didn't want to release it because you know, it had, it had, it had uh, cannibalized their, their film business. And so eventually, every, it took a long time. It took 20 years, but other companies built digital cameras and then you know, Kodak is no longer around, or certainly not what they used to be. Uh, I'm, I'm sure the, the people at the top still walked away with a lot of money, but you know, the, the company's destroyed. And so he thinks about, like, he talks about, like, what is actually the purpose of your business? And, like, our purpose is to generate our customers more clients. Like, that's what we focus on, growing their business. The medium in which we do that at the moment is through Google. But, you know, eventually one day Google will not not exist, you know, whether that's in 10 years or 100 years or 1,000 years, who knows. But I'd like, you know, our company to be stable enough that it survives after that and whatever the medium is after that, then that's what we'd be using to help our customers grow. And when you think about business like that, it really gives you a big paradigm shift that you want to be investing in your business and growing it. You know, digital marketing kicks the crap out of any other form of marketing. Like even buying ads from Zillow or Facebook or YouTube, you know, it's so much better than, uh, you know, radio ads or newspaper ads or TV ads. I don't know why any companies, you know, spend money on those because you can't measure anything. You know, if you have a newspaper ad or radio ad, how do you even know how many people saw your ad? You have no idea. You know, never mind trying to measure the call to action and get, you know, so how do you know how much it costs you to get a client? Because that's really what you need to work, measure, right? You need to know, you know, a client's, you know, the, the average customer spends $100, you know, $20 of that is profit. That's all you can spend to get a customer. And then you break even, you know, so yeah, spend spend 10 of that and, you, and you're only getting 10 bucks to keep yourself. But you need to be able to measure that. And digital marketing allows you to do that really, really accurately. All of all of it with Facebook, YouTube ads, they're all, they're all great. But one thing that SEO has over all of the other forms of marketing, like Facebook ad or Zillow, as soon as you stop spending money, you stop getting it. The leads turn off instantly. Where SEO, it's compounding. You know, what you spent last month, you get paid again this month. You get next month. You get next year. Because once you rank a website, it just keeps on generating leads. You can stop doing anything and it's going to keep on working for you. Like that compound interest just makes it so much more valuable. Like a, I believe it was Einstein that said compound interest is the most powerful thing in the universe. Those that those that understand make it, and those that don't pay it, something like that. Um, yeah. You know, and if, if Einstein thinks it's pretty powerful, then yeah, you know, he's a smarter guy than I. <laughs> You're absolutely right. I think you know those guys have said great things, and compound interest is one of the best, especially in real estate investing, even you know finding form factors um, to create that growth, and you know it's basically a passive income stream, and even SEO itself. So, you know, one thing is uh, for real estate wise, a lot of agents aren't doing it. A lot of you know investors might not be doing it, focusing even wholesalers, right? And I think the situation is because in marketing, there's so many different avenues. Which one do you choose? If you're an expert in none, you try to choose the fastest one that will give you money. But sometimes those fastest ones are the ones you're paying a huge expense on and you're not creating a long-term scalable model, right? You're just spending money and you get stuck in that same model. I think one part of it is learning how to do uh, things such as SEO, how to build it out, what it, why it matters, and kind of having an understanding of behind it. That's what makes sense. But no one is teaching pe agents or people how to do that specifically, right? Or who do you look to work with? Yeah, so like two books. So when I, when I started business, I did not particularly know anything about business. I'm a software engineer. Yeah, I, and I screwed up so many things. I really did. I made a lot of mistakes. I had a HR steal like 40 grand one time. Like I, you name it, I've made that mistake. And one of the biggest mistakes I made is not knowing what I wanted to do. Like there's a great book called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And the number one habit is begin with the end in mind. When you know what you're trying to achieve, it's so much easier to achieve it. 
And like we've spent a lot of time building out our plans, building a three-year plan, and we know where we're going. And it's man, it's it's you set your priorities. It just makes it so much clear. That's what you need to do with business. Two books that really, really helped me actually build a business, not a job. Like I, I used to have a job, right? Like it was my company, but it's a job. And like revenue sucked. Like sometimes we'd struggle to make payroll. I'm like, this is a crappy paying job. If I even get paid, this is terrible. I can't go on a holiday. It's stressful. It's terrible. And there's no way out because it's like you can't go on a holiday. You can't take a break. You just got to keep working real hard because there's all these people rely on you to like pay their salaries. And that sucks. Two books are both by the same author, Mike McAllowitz. The first one is Profit First, How to Always Have a Profitable Business. And he actually has a... A, a certification called Profit First Professionals, which are accountants. We use an accountant that's Profit First Professional, and it's awesome. She manages our books, does a fabulous job. In fact, last time, last time we met, she like looked at our books and looked at our profit allocations and said, "You're not paying yourself enough." I'm like, "Man, really? I need to have a pay rise." And it's like, "Yeah, have a pay rise." And it's like, I'm not going to argue with the accountant. She tells me to take more money, and I take more money, <laughs> which is nice. And his other book is called Clockwork, which is about how to build a business that doesn't revolve around you. And yeah, I'm not perfect at it. Ardor still does need me at some capacity, but like today is my last day in the office this year. Uh, I'm, I'm going on holidays for a couple of weeks, taking nice. the family hiking, and I know that the company's going to hum along great without me. Yeah, it might it might not grow at the same rate because I'm not flaming the fuels as well. I'm pretty good at that. But, you know, it'll still hum along, all our clients will get serviced and, you know, I don't have to stress about it. I can enjoy my holiday. And man, like that's the power of having a plan. And you need to stick to what you're good at. Just like I use a proper first professional to do our books and she's really good at it. You know, she's way better than we could do it internally. Probably costs a lot less than if we did it internally as well. But she certainly does a lot better. And the time that we're not spending trying to do our accounts, we're servicing our customers and probably making more money. And it's the same with the realtor, right? Like, why the hell would you learn SEO if you're a realtor? Like, yeah. stick to what you're good at and do your, do, like, sell one freaking house and that's going to pay for, you know, some experts to build your website. Why would you spend hundreds and thousands of hours? You know, they say, you know, it takes 10,000 hours to become an expert. Why would you invest 10,000 hours in something to become an expert if you probably don't even enjoy it anyway? You know, and you're never going to be as good as someone that does enjoy it. Just go and sell a house and use that money to, to finance it. I think the problem with that is in real estate, you're basically an entrepreneur, but you, most agents might treat it as a job rather than a career or a business that they actually own. And then to learn how to become a leader and delegate is the hard part for agents to learn, right? It's a different skill set. Sales is sales, but learning to build a business, learning to be an entrepreneur, a startup, and to delegate is a challenge for a lot of people out there, right? So let, me, let me give you a, let me give you a, a recent example. One, one of, I, got, I got introduced to this realtor through a, a friend who he's in LA, and he works for a very big nationwide company. And he was sick to and death of their of their crappy leads that they were sending through. And so he tried to get me to speak to his boss to like, hey, you can fix our website and you know get it ranking, and because you know he gets better leads and he'll make more money. And we we tried to push him for ages, and he just got fed up. And him and four of his mates in LA, they got together and said, "We'll just build our own website." <laughs> nice. And, and so we've been doing that for them. And when we so the first step we always do is build a strategy. And when we did the strategy, they're like, "We just want to focus on LA." Yeah, that's all. All of us are in LA. That LA is certainly a big big enough market for us. And we went, "Yeah, cool." But like, let's make the site extensible so that sure, we'll just focus on LA for now. But when you're ready, you know, we can add San Francisco in there and we can add the rest of California. And then when you want, we can move into other states as well. And even if you don't wish to service those areas yourself, you can sell those leads to other people, you know, just like Zillow does. And they, their eyes like lit up because they're like, well, we work for a nationwide realtor. We already have a marketplace to sell all those leads to, you know, because they're too silly to do it with their own, own website. So they're like really super pumped. And you know, like just if if your big company is not not listening to you and doing it, like big companies move very very slowly. Yeah, you know, they don't usually adapt, and that, that's why they die. So, like, just you know, take take the world by by the balls and you know, make it happen yourself. Exactly, I think that's what uh, agents need to do. You know, start 
taking the reins by yourself and start looking at what you need to do, how to build it and how to grow and who to work with to make it happen, right? You need the right team to make it happen. So yeah, I mean, more like, about- if, if build, sorry, like if, if building a website ranking it was easy, it then everyone would be doing it. It is challenging, it is hard, but I tell you, once you know, once you have that security, it takes all of the stress out of out of business. Larry Page, the co-founder of Google, he said revenue cures all problems, and it really does, man. Like, you know, when you, I've I've been where you know you're struggling to make payroll, and it sucks. You know, you're balancing this credit card and that credit card to try and cover the bills. It sucks. It's really stressful. You can't sleep at night. But like when you got, like. Client, client acquisition is the least of our problems and that's awesome. Like you can screw up everything else and you live to fight the next day and that's what business is about. And then it just take, it makes it joyful because there's no stress involved. You know that you can, money is a great thing. You can pretty much use money to fix every problem in the world, you know? <laughs> so it, it makes it a whole lot more fun. Nice. Let's talk about SEO. Let's, let's dive in and talk about it. So for those who don't know, what is SEO? Yeah, so SEO is search engine optimization. You're basically structuring your website to feed Google all the information at once so that Google puts your website at the top, right? Like, where does anyone go to find any new product or service these days? Google. And, you know, there's 10 search results on the front page of Google, and they have to order them in some order, right? Like, who's who's number one? Who's number 10? Who's on the 10th page? You know, it. It's a very challenging thing to do, and most people don't even think about how that's structured. So how it works basically is the first thing you need to understand is who's your ideal customer, and then get in their mind and work out what are they, what are they searching for. You know, it's pretty easy in real estate. You know, usually buy or sell a house in my local area, but you know, like one of our one of our uh, customers sells luxury properties in Naples. Yeah, it's an area with with you know, the most billionaires in, in the US and it's usually older people that are buying their, their third or fourth home. You know, they want a vacation home and spend a couple million dollars that they got lying around. You know, and so that's very different. They're not looking for keywords of like, you know, buy or sell my house fast or buy a house fast kind of keywords. They're looking at things like, you know, where's the best golf club? You know, where, where's like, what, what are things for older people to do in Naples? You know, and so we do keyword research around that. You know, you you're bringing them in on, here's the five best golf clubs in Naples. They read your, read your article. They go, wow, this, this guy really knows Naples. Naples sounds awesome. And then you go, hey, would you like to have a tour and let me show you around? And whilst I'm there, I can show you, you know, the five best mansions for you to buy. So you really need to get into the mindset of what your customer is searching for. And that's called keyword research. And from that, it's how you structure everything, how you structure your, your website, how the URL structure should be, what the main category pages are, what your blog posts are, you know, uh, even like what you should do podcast topics about. You know, if you think about Amazon, right, you know, it's amazon.com slash movies slash music slash fashion. And then under fashion, you know, it's men's and women's and then, you know, sub, subsets of that. And that's to show that the, the fashion slash men's page is not as important as the fashion page, which is not as important as the home page. And that needs to be the same with your, your website, with your products and services. Because as you're building more and more content that's around the same topic, you can get what's called keyword cannibalization if you don't have strong keyword mapping. And you know, Google's not sure which page is to rank for what, and they're not gonna, Google's not going to spend that much time working on it. Like the internet is really, really, really big. Even Google with all of its computing power can't look at the whole internet all the time. It has to assign what's called a crawl budget to each website. So based on your domain authority, how important you are is how much time Google will spend analyzing your website and how often it'll come back because websites change. So it has to come back and check them out regularly. And the easier it is that you make it for Google to crawl your website and understand your content, like it's not going, if, if your content's confusing and hard to understand and it's hard to understand which page has got to rank for what keyword, Google's not going to waste its time working that out. It's going to go to another website that's easier and go, oh, okay, this one makes more sense. I'll rank that up. Because what Google's looking for, they don't care about you per se. They care about the searcher. They want to make sure that that person has a good experience, that they type in what they're looking for and they get that search result. And it's a nice site that loads fast, that's secure, 
and you know, provides a good user experience. That's what they're looking for. If your site's crap, then they're not going to rank it at all. They're going to find a better user. Like Google will likes big brands. You know, like, like they'll they'll rank Amazon for three things in the in, if you search you know, blue widgets, they'll they'll rank Amazon for three different blue widgets because they know Amazon is trusted. That they know Amazon is got a, got a good user experience. That you know they're going to be looked after, and that that then the person that went to Google has a decent user experience. But, you know, if you can provide that same level of credibility, which you certainly can because Google wants diversity, they don't want, you know, everything being Amazon, then, you know, they'll rank your website too. But the first step is understanding what your customers are searching for. So I think to jump on that too is one thing to make it easy for agents to get involved in real estate people, uh, just marketing in general, is the fact is first finding your niche. And what I mean by that is, for example, in real estate, who's your client? Everyone's my client. That's not really true. Who's your who's your real target demographics? Okay, is it you know for example tech people? Is it um, certain age groups, certain locations, certain cities or sub districts of a city? The more defined you can get it, the better it will be. And the reason being is called short tail versus long tail. And if you can define your words saying, for example, if you type in San Francisco real estate, you're not going to win. Zillow's going to win, right? Automatically, you know those big providers will win the number one key wordings. But if you said, "Hey, I'm looking for a inner Richmond district condo in San Francisco that has three bedrooms," that's a long tail. That long tail will be easier to be found and to be you. The another part that you talked about, Chris, was the content marketing. In content marketing, when you start providing value of talking, for example, here's all the best restaurants in a specific city subdistrict of San Francisco, for example, you're becoming more of an authority in that specific market. And the more content you do around topics around your area, the more easier it will be to find you as the local expert because you're narrowly defining it. And by the way, here's all the real estate within that area, right? That Let me give you a, a good example of that short tail and long tail. So yeah, the short tail and long tail is the search string that people are using. And the, the longer it is, generally the better it'll convert. So if you think about like the, the keyword smartphone, right? Smartphone's got a gazillion search volume, but what the heck is someone searching for when they search smartphone? You know, it, who knows? Where, you know, if you think about like where to buy a secondhand iPhone 6 on the south side of Chicago, the search volume is going to be tiny. You know, really, really small. But if you sell secondhand iPhone sixes on the south side of Chicago, that's your customer. You know, and that's what's important, right? That it converts to customers. So, like, make sure you get that keyword research right, and then and and that it's in the range that you can actually rank for. You know, how much does it cost to for you to make that page? Probably not that much. If it's worth it, I mean, I, I don't know what the value is of selling a secondhand iPhone. Maybe not that much. So maybe that doesn't work. But it, you need to work out what you can spend to acquire a customer. You know, Dan Kennedy famously said, the company that can spend the most to acquire a customer will win in the end. And it's very true. And so you really need to try and work out what you can spend to get a customer. And then that works out how much you can spend to build a page and rank a page and how many leads it needs to generate. So uh, just as an example is the, the, the people that I was mentioning before, so they want to buy distressed houses around LA. and so you you think some of that might be might be competitive, but we did keyword research around every suburb in LA. I mean, I, I don't know LA very well, but there was like Hawthorne and Beverly Hills and you know, the, every single suburb. And we went, you know, we buy houses and sell my house fast type keywords. Pretty much every suburb in LA had search volume of ten searches a month. That's not very many, but we can't see anything less than ten because. You, you just it doesn't uh, we just are unable to get that data doesn't mean it doesn't exist uh, especially with uh, voice search there gets to be longer and longer search search strings like you know where to where to sell your house fast in Beverly Hills you know you know how to sell your house fast in Beverly Hills all the different permutations of them add up so there's probably even more than 10 but you think about it like how much does it, the competition on all these keywords is zero absolutely zero so it's super easy to rank you pretty much make the content and you rank and it's like okay well what's one lead to you what's you know you, you build a page even if you just get one lead per month and so that attributes to one deal per year so how much did it cost to build a page a couple hundred bucks and then it's like well that gets you a deal and you know you made 10 grand and so that's 10, 10 grand a year do that over 10 years well there's a hundred thousand dollars 
and it costs you, what, even if it costs you $1,000 to, to put that page together, that's a pretty good ROI, right? Really great. And I think that part of it too is in real estate, you're so overwhelmed with so many things to do. Most people just focus on clientele, hopefully helping and just keeps working on the, on the deal, but they don't spend time on the business or spend time delegating a part of the business that needs to be delegated to start building up. Some people just throw the money to Zillow and just keep running from there, right? But to go to spend time to focus and say, hey, I don't know web design, for example. I don't know SEO. I don't know who to contact. I don't know how to get started. I don't have content to write. I don't have a marketing to write. It gets overwhelming, so they just don't do it. 100%. And it, and it is tricky, right? It's hard to find a, a good marketing agency. It's good. It's hard to find like someone that fits with you. Like <laughs> We very much focus on real estate, so we know real estate. Because you know, the more you know about an industry, the easier it is to like, you know, I know that a great keyword for passive investors is how to invest $50,000. Because most syndication companies, the minimum investment is $50,000. So you can be pretty sure that someone that's searching how to invest 50K, they've got 50K that they want to invest. Having knowledge about the industry just makes you able to, to service your clients a lot, lot easier. And you know, the more real estate clients we get, the easier it is because we already have a lot of people in that in that network and a lot of knowledge in that. And so one thing that we haven't mentioned, which is super important, is domain authority. Uh, like you cannot rank a website if you've got no domain authority because anyone can write any crap they want on the internet, right? Like how do you know if it's true or not? Google cannot trust what you say because there's a lot of people saying a lot of BS out there. And so Larry Page, the co-founder of Google, who's a very smart man, uh, when he was at university, you know, it was the 90s and there was all of the other search engines. Anyone that's from the 90s will remember like Yahoo, AltaVista, Ask Jeeves and just all these crap search engines. And he was a smart little kid. And, you know, I'm, I'm there drinking beer and chasing girls. He's like changing the world. <laughs> and, you know, and he surmised that, okay, so if you write a thesis and everyone references your thesis, well, your thesis must be really good. And so, well, it must be the same with a website, right? If you've got a website and everyone references your website and links to your website, then it must be really good and you should rank better. And that's the page rank algorithm. And let me, let me give you a real example of how it's so important. So there's, there's a really cool uh, SEO tool that everyone uses called Ahrefs. Ahref is a bit of geek humor. That's the actual HTML tag of a backlink, how you click on one backlink to another. And they do fabulous, fabulous uh, case studies. So recently they analyzed 2 billion pieces of content. And just the headline of their, their article is amazing. 90.63% of content gets no traffic from Google. So over 90% of content gets zero traffic from Google. Wow. They break it down. <laughs> it's pretty crazy, eh? Yeah. They break it down into even further that only 0.21%. So less than 1% of content gets more than a thousand visitors a month, like almost nothing. <laughs> and they, this is a really long article. And if you're a super geek, then you know, I highly recommend reading it. But uh, a spoiler alert, the secret is if you do not have backlinks, you will not rank content because Google does not care about you. If no one else is linking to your content and no one cares about you, then why, would, why does Google want to rank you? They don't trust you. So like, you know, what I was talking about with our customer that, is focused on LA with sell my house fast type keywords. All of those have very low competition. But if we just write the content for all of those, Google's not going to trust them and it's not going to rank, even though that they've got no competition. So what you do is you build a bunch of links to your homepage and that builds up your domain authority. And domain authority works like a cake, right? The more pages you have, the more slices of cake you're giving away. And so you have a nice site structure. So we'll have like, you know, LA and then the, the different boroughs and then all the, the subsections and that domain authority will sprinkle down into, into those and they'll have enough trust and, and a rank for all of those. So that's basically how you rank a website. But to give you another, another example about how important search intent is, like we, we're an SEO company, but I try not to speak about SEO too much because it's pretty boring. And <laughs> I you know, know. start getting into the technicalities, you go like, Jesus, man, who cares? We try and talk about you know how to get more customers online. That's what our what that's what our ideal customers want to hear. And so we don't want to rank for SEO type keywords because 
people that are searching SEO, they want to learn about SEO and do it themselves. We want to get in front of people that are searching for things like, how do I get more customers online? We want to get in front of realtors that are searching, how do I get more leads? How do I grow my business? And so not only do we need to make content about real, real estate SEO, real estate marketing, we need backlinks. And who do you get better backlinks from than real estate podcasts? I, I speak a lot on real estate podcasts. Did one, mm. did one, uh, did one last night. Got, got one in about 30 minutes. Uh, yeah, because... Because we need backlinks to our website, and I certainly hope Matthew that you're going to give me a backlink to, to, to uh, yep. from your website. Of course, because that, because that builds up trust. So not only do you need links from websites, they need to be niche relevant. Because who knows more about real estate than realtors? So the more backlinks that we can get from realtors, the more Google sees that, and the more they trust us, and the more we we rank and get our message in front of our target target audience. Exactly. And let's jump into a little bit of that too in, in detail. Um, in terms of backlinking, um, for example, you can use many social media platforms, you can use content marketing, you can do podcasting, you can do events and use all these different websites. But what you're trying to do is create real content, valuable content where other people want to use your link and backlink to you, meaning they're connecting their website to your website. And by doing that, you're creating an authority because if you had one website who backlinks to you, that's just one. But if you had 100, that means it matters and it starts counting. And that's a part of your search engine ranking. So Google has many different search engine ranking algorithms in terms of quality and how they analyze it. So backlinking is one, content marketing, um, keywording, short, long tail, short tail, and other factors, the performance factors is another one too. You have a slow website with great content, it doesn't matter, it's a slow website, it doesn't, doesn't rank well. But you have a fast, super fast website with no content, it doesn't rank well either. So it's a huge balance of everything put together and it takes time to build it. It's not like you're building SEO in date one day. To, to, to nerd down on even how content works. So like they, they, the Google algorithm will read what's on your page, but it's just, it doesn't just look at that, right? It looks at what the whole website is, a, is about and what other pages on your website are linking to that page. It, it has to put it in context. It also looks at the other websites that are linking to your website and what content is on them. So a really good, a good example of supporting content one of our customers who uh, is a five-star hotel chain, and so they're up against like Agoda, Booking.com, you know, some of the biggest websites on the planet. And one of their keywords is Hotel Sydney. And you can't just keep writing content, Hotel Sydney, Hotel Sydney. You know, SEO doesn't work like that. So we did a content plan for them around you know, best beaches in Sydney, best walks in Sydney, best parks in Sydney. You know, that's what someone go that's going on a holiday to Sydney searching for. Right? A Sydney resident doesn't search for best parks in Sydney, right? Uh, and so it builds up your relevancy around holidays in Sydney. You, you can also rank those pages and you, you know, get, get holiday makers that are going to find that content. And then you have a nice strong call to action that push them to the, your money page. Hey, come and book a, book a stay at our hotel. But the main purpose is that builds up your relevancy around Sydney. Same as our, our client that's in Naples in Florida, right? You can't just like keep writing content, sell my house or buy a house in, in Naples where you build up lots of great content. What, what are the best schools in Naples? What are the, you know, the best golf clubs? You know, and it builds up that you're an expert in Naples. And you know, obviously people find those pages and go, hey, Matthew's a cool guy. He knows everything about Naples. I should go, go and talk to him. But you know, it builds up your relevancy and so your main money pages will rank as well. And I think another part to add to that too is when you start layering things on, like level by level, you're layering it on, right? So another part of it with SEO and content marketing is even the way the way you structure your keywords. Like you can't, like you talked about, just using the same keyword over and over. It doesn't count that way. It's how you structure your sentences, how you structure your titles, especially titles, like even your headings, like H1, H2, H3. The the, the heading, for example, medium and low, those all rank in a matter and add to the metrics, right? I give you a funny example, actually. Uh, one of one of our customers is John Lee Domus from Entrepreneurs on Fire, massive business podcast, uh, and he, he kind of got lucky. He you know started podcasting before it was cool, so you know he's been doing it ten years. Uh, not not lucky. He was just early, you know. Uh, now he makes a million bucks a year just on sponsorship, which yeah, is pretty awesome. Really. And so one of his big affiliate programs is how to start a podcast. And he was making lots of money from that. And so he made more content about how to start a podcast. And then he ended up with what's called keyword cannibalization because he had four pages about the same topic. And so Google's not sure which one to rank. One day one's ranking, one day's the next. And then rather than them one page being on the front page, 
because for that content because he had you know enough authority all four of them dropped down and and so now he's not getting any traffic and you know lost a lot of money because he didn't understand well how seo works which thankfully he went when hired someone that does that's true. You have to be careful. You can even, you know, as you keep scaling that business, you're going to, you're going to start doing A-B testing with it. Right. And another part of it too, is if you start adding in video marketing into your content and even another layer is saying, when you do podcasting, what happens is after the fact, when you start building it up, what happens when you put your podcast on your website, but you add in all the transcription automatically, you get all the keywording from the transcription. You have the video, you have the audio, you have keywords, you have the titling, backlinking to the people. Matthew, putting a transcription is a bad idea. Don't put a transcription okay. from a podcast on, on a website. And okay. let me tell you why. It might sound like a good idea, but it can be bad. So there's an algorithm that Google use, and we, we use as well, called a TFIDF scan, which is basically a frequency algorithm. And so what we do, especially, like, it takes time to do all this stuff, so we have to wait until we only do it for the big keywords where it's very valuable. So basically, say you wanted to have, have like real estate investing. We'd look at the top 10, we'd look at their content. How, much, how many words do they have on page? What's the frequency of, of real estate investing in that content? And say we've just done a podcast about that. You know, now, so the average, average page in the top 10 might be 800 words. We've just been speaking for an hour. Now we've got like you know, 15,000 words. So your content is so much longer than theirs. And the amount of times that you've said, you know, real estate investing, it's only five. Where theirs has it 10 times in 800 words, you've got it five times in 15,000 words. And so, boom, Google Google does not like that content and down, down you go. So, like, really, you know, a lot of podcasters don't understand this, right? Like, if you, you know, they pump, it, pump out content, then, you know, they're pumping out a, a podcast one, one a week. If you rank that for just 100, 100 visitors a month, which is nothing, right? You know, uh, like if you do that for every episode, 52 episodes in a year, now you've got a website that makes, you know, 5,200 visitors a, a month. That's a massive website, you know. And, you know, if, if you do that a couple of years, like John Lee Dermis, from memory, I think his, his website gets 20,000 visitors a month. He makes a million bucks on sponsorship. Like, man, you're already making the content. Rank, rank those episodes. But... You know, like you should be doing keyword research for podcast episodes before you do the content. You know, like generally what, what we do with, you know, I'm a guest on podcasts a lot, is we help the podcast host by ranking the website. Like Mike McCallowitz, one of my favorite authors, I was lucky enough to be on his, his podcast. And so we, he, he's got massive domain authority as well. And so we did what we call a single page optimization on that episode. And so we wrote all the content for it. We work out based on his domain authority what it can rank for. And so we ranked it for a bunch of keywords and it still generates us customers. One of our newest, biggest customers, they're massive. I was on his podcast, I think November last year, and it's still generating us customers because we ranked his podcast you know, in, in Google for some great keywords. Nice. So it benefits him and it benefits us. And that's what podcast hosts should be doing. Well, I can't wait to see that happen, you know, for our page too. And that would be, uh, you know, you see, if you do that to every single podcast you're on, that's actually an amazing result into generating back to you and clientele. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's one thing people are kind of missing. It's more important to get your, your voice on someone else's platform than your own, you know, like, especially if you've got a new website that doesn't rank for anything. If you just make content, well, it's not gonna it's not gonna rank. You need to get your content on someone else's website so that it links back to you and you build up your your trust and you and you rank better. That's why a lot of um like a lot of writers, content writers, are actually going to other publications, like big publications, and saying, "Hey, I'll guest blog for you, I'll guest post for you, and link back to my website, right?" Because they're trying to create domain authority across big media companies and outlets using free, uh, you know, content for them, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, yeah, most most people need content, right? Like, yeah, that's. Pod, podcasts need need guests, so it's like yeah, you know, like it's a great way to provide value. But if you're, you know, if you're not comfortable speaking, uh, but most people are, you know, you you should be an expert in whatever you do. So you know, generally you can you can speak about what you do, but like you can provide written content for for that sort of stuff too. Uh, so a good example, one of our customers, Avery Carl, and I tell you, she is a gun. This woman, she's she's been pregnant most of this year. She had a baby just two months ago. And she still made it, you know, like being pregnant and having a baby, like takes, takes your eyes off, off work, right? 
and she still managed to make it into the top 1,000 realtors in the US, number, number 83, I think, with over $100 million in sales. Uh, and her average sale is like 350K. So like, yeah, that's a heck of a lot of sales, right? It's a lot She's of not work. selling multi-million dollar homes. Yeah, uh, that's a lot. And, you know, she does that because she's got a wicked website. Uh, and I lost my train of thought. What the hell do I bring her up for? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I apologize. I, 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 I just want to That's only 6.45 a.m., you know? <laughs> Sorry, I totally, I totally lost my, lost my. I know, so it's, it's only six thirty a.m. So, what I want to ask you too is like, okay, you know, in, how does how do real estate people get started, or people get started in marketing? How do they get started in making a website and like going to start to focus on SEO and like how you know versus every other kind of marketing they could do? Like, why SEO? Why should they choose SEO and how do they do? Why it? should they choose SEO from the compounding effect? Like a. YouTube and Facebook, they certainly work or those companies wouldn't be worth anything. Well, actually, YouTube isn't worth anything. Like that's one of the, you know, when the US government with their antitrust case against Google, if they took YouTube out of Google, YouTube loses money every year. Then if the company would go broke instantly. Uh, you know, so it doesn't make any money. But, you know, if you advertise on Google, on YouTube, or even you have a, a ranking video on YouTube, YouTube's whole algorithm is designed to keep people there watching videos. They'll just show you another funny cat video. Hey, come and look over here. Get distracted. You know, it's easy to lose that customer. Same with Facebook, right? Someone's there to chat with their friends and look at pictures. They might see your see your ad and they look at it. It's easy for them to get distracted. Plus, you need to think about people's uh, buying intent. A really good example of that is a couple of weeks ago, I was sitting at a cafe, just playing with my phone, looking at Facebook. I saw this ad for copywriting. I love copywriting. And so I like clicked on it and went, yeah, cool. This is re really nice. The guy had a product. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll buy that. Oh, I don't have my credit card with me. I couldn't buy it. You know? And so that guy didn't get the sale, but he still had to pay for the click. So this, like, this, you know, I'm not in a position to buy it. But you can be pretty sure if I was at my computer and searching for a copywriting course, then I'm in a position that I can buy. You're not searching for something if, you, if you're not there. But even with Facebook or YouTube, is someone's not where they need to be to buy stuff. Even if they really like your, your post, you still need to get them to your website to buy something. Where Google search, that's exactly where you've just sent them, to your website. And now they're, I mean, obviously they can leave, but they're not going to get distracted by other people's stuff. You know, sometimes you see, see very silly website owners that have ads for other people's stuff on there. And it's like, man, you've gone to all the tra trouble of getting someone to your website, now you're have an ad there so you can make like a dollar if someone clicks on it. It's like, man, how much is your customer worth? Clearly less than a dollar, I guess. You know, you want to own that market. You know, one of our clients who, who writes detective novels, you know, we sell them through his website rather than Amazon because he owns that customer. You know, it's great. Amazon is a great marketplace because it's massive. But if Amazon owns, owns that customer, you don't. If you have them buying stuff through your website, well, you own that customer. And now you can build the relationship with them. And next time you've got a book out, you can message them and go, hey, Johnny, you liked my last book. You want to buy a new one? You know, it's so much more valuable than using someone else's platform. It's like in, in real estate, you're focusing on two different businesses. One, we, we call it company A and company B. Company A is all your sales relationships and sales business. Company B is your back-end office, your back-end business, building your website, building your marketing, your content for company A. So the point of it is like 80-20 rule where you should be focusing 80% on your sales business first as a form, first part of it to revenue cures all. Second part of it is actually utilizing that money to actually generate and focus on building the business and delegating people to build the business and doing things like you know website design content marketing seo marketing but it's overwhelming in a sense you know until you start scaling but to learn to focus on it and i believe in heavily in websites i believe in seo content marketing i think that is really key even some of my some of my websites i did i generated leads for free through through content marketing seo and within days you get a person who goes to your website use a landing page and they actually fill in their information so you, you captured it you captured them and now you, you followed up and call them and then you had a drip campaign behind it to create you know try to build a relationship upon it and for them to raise their hand and say hey i want to buy or sell but for example you did that and within four days they bought a house and that was like a sixteen thousand dollar commission check imagine if you pump that money back into your website again it would keep growing phenomenally but everyone says okay i'm just gonna take the money and run and go have go play right 
rather than reinvesting yeah. it. What, what, what you just said there is so so critical, right? That person sought you out and you've sent a drip campaign so they, they trust you now. Like if someone's gone to Facebook and they click on your ad and they fill out, they automatically fill out a form that, you know, Facebook has their data, boom, like that's a crappy lead. You know, <laughs> you call that lead and they'll go, who are you? Whatever, get out of here. Where if someone has searched, you know, sell my house fast, they come to your website, you say, hey, you want to see the five, five ways to get more when selling your house fast. They download that guide, you know, then you, they, and the guide's really good and they go, wow, this Matthew guy knows what he's talking about. Then you send him an email and you go, hey, listen to me on this podcast, you know, watch me on this YouTube video. You start building up that trust and indoctrination and then send them another email and go, hey, book in a call. Now, when they speak to you, they already go, wow, Matthew is a real expert and I trust him because I've read all this stuff. I've seen how he helps these other customers. And man, you're going to convert that lead so much higher. Like who wants to have a thousand freaking crappy leads that you have to call each one and they're like going, who are you? And hang up on you. Like that's a waste of time. You want quality leads that are actually going to convert to clients. Otherwise, you, you know, you're just burning your own time. Exactly. I completely agree too. I see a lot of people just cold calling, door knocking, um, mailers and just randomly doing whatever they can to get a lead and they're not thinking long-term strategy. You're going to burn out that way and waste a lot of energy and resources and money rather than mm -hmm. focusing on how you create inbound marketing, inbound marketing, content marketing, social media marketing to attract, to bring value, to share value, to create a long-term relationship. What we're doing here in our company, in our team is creating layers. For example, you, you had a lead capture layer, you had a drip campaign layer, you stack the drip campaign with texting layer, you stack it with a video layer on top, and then you go back to call to actions over and over throughout a series of different campaigns. And you cycle them through one over the other to create a relationship. And when they call you, all the videos you shared and knowledge you shared about the market, they're ready to work with you. They already signed the dot in their head before they even talk to you because they know who you are. They know how you work. Yeah, it's, how, it's, it's so valuable. In, in fact, one of, one of our clients who's a really big time painter, so he's got franchises in like seven or eight states. He's massive, knows every painter in the US. And you know, he was telling me that most painters are doing about 200K a year and like seriously struggling. But the ones that are smart enough to have email marketing set up are doing more like 2 million. It's like 10X your freaking business by setting up some email marketing. Like how easy is that? You know, even if it costs you 30 grand to set up, which it, it does not, it's like the return on that and you don't just get it one year, you get it next year and the year after and the year after. It's like when you, when you see that and you start investing in your business like that, you're never going to see any bigger, bigger growth. You know, it's, it's fabulous. I think most people don't have the time. They don't focus on creating time to actually build out a drip campaign, an email campaign, a physical marketing campaign because they're busy and they choose to be busy versus choosing to add value and over time value and scalability. But for example, what we did was we took the best content marketing out there, the pieces, we R&D it, and you create your own personalized custom drip campaign series for every single type of of person in interaction that you're going to have to create value back to them. So you're giving them value and you're saving yourself time and creating trust, but that's not easy. It takes a lot of work, but at the same time, that's for that work is for one time forever. And you can do simple. You can make it really simple and make it automated. Right? For sure. But and another thing to think about, right, is this is hard and to get it right takes a lot of work. Uh, one, one REI podcast that I, I know who is a bit of a tight ass, uh, you know, when I, I spoke to him one time, he's like, man, we've, I've been using this, this uh, guy, I've been 400 bucks a month, been doing it for years. I'm like, your website sucks and it doesn't rank for anything. Why are you spending 400 bucks a month with this guy? Like, just take that money and go to the pub. It, you'll, get a better in, you know, you'll get a better return on that. You'll get a nice hangover. Have a good time. Like, if, if you don't do it right, you're just throwing money away. Like, it needs to be a good strategy. Like, you know, one of our more recent customers, he just spent $20,000 on a website, generating zero business, zero business. It's like, man, you can create a Facebook page, which costs you $0 to make, throw 20 grand at Facebook ads. I mean, if, if you do it even badly, you should generate some business. Uh, you know, that's a better return. Like, if you don't do this right, you're going to burn a lot of money. You know, a business, a website is just like a business card, right? Business cards don't work unless you hand them out. A website doesn't work unless people can find it. And you need to get it in front of the right people. Same with the business card. You're building that relationship. You've got to shake that person's hand and go, hey, Johnny, you know, make a good impact and make sure they remember you and, you know, 
get, give you a call. It's even better if you get their business card, then you call them. But you know, that's that's essentially what you're doing with the website, right? You're getting that person to there, getting their business card by them putting in their information to take your lead magnet, and then you're building them their trust, same as shaking their hand and looking them in their eye and tell them what you do. That's a, that's the exact same thing that you're doing digitally. So I know you have to wrap up in a, in a few moments, but quickly, let's give you some a fire round. What can you tell the audience that they should start doing now for 2021 to get going in websites, SEO, content marketing? What should they focus on? What's the quickest thing that they can do to get running? Uh, so I'm starting off 2021 the same same way I have the last couple of years is by reading Grant Cardone's book 10x. Uh, in fact, I listen to the audio books. They have Grant Cardone yelling in ear, and man, if that doesn't motivate you to kick into 2021 right, then well, then I what will. But yeah, like seriously, don't do this stuff yourself. Like you know, it takes 10,000 hours to become an expert, and why stick to what you're good at, selling houses or investment or whatever, and work with an agency. But I tell you, like. You, you won't believe like that, that, that is the biggest hurdle that we have is getting people to understand the power of this stuff. Cause once you do, you'll be kicking yourself. You know, why did we not do this earlier? Like when you have the right amount of leads coming through to predictably grow your business, all the other headaches just go away. <laughs> so that's one, that's definitely one way to do it. And what kind of return investment do people see and how long does it take to actually start seeing a return? Yeah, so it really depends on where you are starting from. If you're starting from scratch, uh, it's 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 longer. You know, if you've got e-commerce website that's already making money, then we can usually get a return happening really quickly. Uh, ranking Google My Business, uh, it's a Google property. Getting those rankings generally generally pretty quick, but like, yeah, it's it's very hard to say because it depends on what what the market is, who, who, what your competition is and where your starting point is. If it's brand new, it's going to take a while. Like you're, you're looking at six weeks to even get a website, you know, built. Uh, then, you know, it, it's going to take a little while to, to generate that trust with Google and get it ranking. Okay. And so, for example, to wrap it up, you know, I think one is, Foc- learning, thinking about 2021, how to build your business, how to focus, how to get your website up and running, and why it matters, and thinking about content strategy, and also figuring out which you know agency like your art or SEO, and how, talking to them about how to make it work and how why it matters, and showing some you know examples, but thinking about how to do that rather than just spending money on you know hard leads, right? And creating value, and once you create that value, is compounding. So the compounding effect will definitely be worth it over time, creating a better ROI for you and having real ownership. So how do people reach out to you? So you can go to Google and you can type in the coolest guy in SEO. And I tell you, if you don't see my face everywhere, then Google's broken. Uh, An even better way is to go to our website, which is Ardor SEO. If you can't tell from my funny accents, Ardor means to do something with a fiery passion and spelled A-R-D-O-R. So ardorseo.com. And if you go to slash REI, uh, there'll be a little video of me. Pop in your details and I'll do a video review for you. Great. So I'll show you exactly what your potential customer is searching for in what search volume. So I'll show you how many people every month are searching for exactly what you do. And I'll show you some simple things that you can change yourself on your website to get your message in front of where those people are looking and predictably grow your business. So that's ardorseo.com slash REI. Perfect. Thanks so much for hopping on the podcast. And for everyone out there, uh, thanks for being on the Truth About Real Estate podcast. And we'll see you guys in the next one. Have a great day. Thanks, sir. Bye.